The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. From Richard Flint International. Deep inside you, there's a power. A power you can use to meet every challenge, every roadblock, conquer every obstacle life throws at you. A power to be happy, fulfilled, successful. A power to be everything you want to be. Now, meet the man who wrote the book on human behavior. never lies. The man who can teach you how to unleash your own power to be. Ladies and gentlemen, Richard Flint. Hey, this is Richard Flint, and I want to welcome you to this hour of The Power to Be. And you know what? This is a show that's designed to help you, because the focus is on you, to unleash the power that is within you. There's always this new you that is awake inside of you, and and this new you wants more for your life. The challenge is you're used to listening to the old you that wants you to stay trapped in the circle of sameness. Each day, every single day of your life, you make a decision about whether the old you or the new you gets control of that day of your life. The one who wins control of that day is in control of your life. And I hope you understand the power to that and that inside of you, there is this new you that wants out and wants more for your life. On today's show, I want to focus on one of the most taught but most misunderstood concepts about building a business. And the concept that I'm talking about is marketing. Now, we're taught that marketing is important. And I'm going to tell you something. It is. We've heard that we need a marketing plan. And we do. The challenge, and it is a challenge, is finding the right path for your company and the right people to help you get there. Folks, over the years, I have spent thousands of dollars on marketing people. And what's interesting is that they've all said they could help me. They listen to what I want to achieve, but then you know what happens? They do their own thing. You want to talk about being frustrated? You want to talk about being disappointed and, yes, being angry? I knew what I wanted for my company. But I also knew that marketing was not my strength. Oh, I'm going to tell you what. I tried to do it myself. But I've got to admit to you, I didn't know what I was doing. (laughs) And then finally, I found three people who were willing to create a common marketing agenda with me. And that statement is so important because if there is no common agenda, 
there is no commitment to a common direction. They listened. They asked the right questions. And then created a marketing plan that meshed with my dream. I'm going to tell you something. Marketing is important to building your business. But not everyone who says they understand marketing, understand marketing. So that's why today I want to introduce you to Joanne Oliveri. And Joanne is founder and CEO of Irrevolution, which is based in Brisbane, Australia. I'll tell you something about her. She's one of the brightest people I know when it comes to helping organizations create a marketing process that enhances a positive visibility. Ms. Joanne, welcome to The Power to Be. Thank you, Richard. It's really great to be here. And I think you as listeners can tell, she, she's not from around here. <laughs> she's from Brisbane, Australia, but today she's joining us from Toronto, Canada. And I am, I am so glad that your schedule will allow you to join us. Now, I know our listeners don't know who you are. So who are you? Well, Richard, uh, I think I'm a person who's on a crusade, and that crusade is to drive positive change in the property management industry. And one of the elements that I've discovered of change is marketing. And what I've found on my journey to find solutions is that regardless of what industry you work in, the principles of success are all the same. So whilst my focus might be on the property management industry, my quest for solutions has taken me on a direction to learn about how other industries and global companies such as companies like um, Disney, uh, McDonald's, Starbucks, Marriott and even Virgin Airlines have achieved global um, and sustainable success in their respective fields. And what I have discovered is a sweet secret that I call business by design. And from business by design, you can then design all other components of your business, such as marketing by design. Marketing should just never happen because a particular avenue of marketing is available. Marketing needs to be planned and what I call purpose-filled to encapsulate every facet of your business, uh, your service, the values of your business, the culture, the vision, and of course, your ultimate targets. So it's like everything else. Your marketing must be a step-by-step process with an end in mind um, in order to achieve your desired outcome and objectives and of course, receive a return on your marketing investment and that return being new clients, uh, retaining the loyalty of your current clients, and demonstrating what benefits you will provide to your clients and why you really are different from your perceived competitors, as well as you want to achieve that top-of-mind awareness for when clients may be needing your product or service in the future. Joanne, would you agree that not everyone who says they are they're in the world of marketing, really know what marketing is? I would strongly agree with that. I, I think people can go off in their own direction uh, according to what's put in front of them. So there is no planning around it. And, um, and uh, you know, a lot of people 
that are in the marketing field, as you mentioned in the opening statement, they don't listen to what their clients really want, what the objectives are and, and who the client is. So, um, yeah, you've got to be very careful who you work with. So you've got to know yourself before you actually go out there and, and start working with someone in marketing. So if I was to say, okay, Joanne, I, I'm, I'm someone who's interested in marketing. From your perspective, tell me, what is marketing? Well, I think marketing is how you introduce your services to your potential clients and how your services will ultimately benefit them. Um, it's all about the consumer and how they will be advantaged through using your product or service. But many companies, I think, make mistakes by marketing how good they are and how successful they are, and they waste their marketing dollars by shouting out at the consumer, me, 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 and not you, you, you. So the other thing about marketing is it's also the intangibles that some companies fail to think about or take into consideration, and these intangibles are things like the physical office location, um, the business presentation when you know your clients visit your offices, the uniforms your teams wear, your website of course is a huge marketing tool, uh, business cards, letters and forms and any collateral that you use, the company vehicles and, and even how those vehicles are represented on the road, you know, what's the driver behaviour like on the road, um, the team and how they behave the stationery and even things like coffee cups used to serve coffee to the clients who might be visiting your office, you know, are they clean and, and do they represent your brand? So marketing speaks everything about your brand, your culture, the service, the image and the reputation. So it's more than just saying, okay, I want to market myself. It definitely is. And when you, from your experience and from what you've seen in companies you've worked with, you know, I think you've already listed one, but what would you say are the most common mistakes that organizations make whenever it comes to marketing their company and their services? Uh, well, I think they talk too much about how successful they are and fail to inform the potential clients about how they can provide advantages to them. So how their services might save the client time and money and indeed increase uh, the, the client's potential gains and how the clients will have a rewarding or indeed enriching experience by using their particular product or service. Um, so organisations, I think, fail to stand out from their crowd because they're pretty much saying the same things as their competitors. And the reason for this is mostly they want to beat their competitors without really understanding in the first place why they are different. Uh, so the clients are confused about why they may, may be different too. Um, so competing services and products seem to be just clones of each other or, you know, what I call the Me Too businesses in the eyes of consumers or clients. They're, they're really not standing out from the rest of them. Um, the businesses have to connect themselves with, you know, their own reason for being in business and offering their product or service before they start to market their product or service. 
um, and that's business by design and what I call marketing by design. Another really fatal mistake is companies spend lots of monies on marketing and then fail to train their team to have a process of engaging the client when the client contacts the business. So the client experience when contacting the business was very different to what the marketing was promoting and so the client will more than likely decide not to go any further with their inquiry. You know, um, marketing investment is now wasted along with this um, damage that will have been sustained to the brand and reputation. You know, one of the things I found, Joanne, and uh, it's just something that I've noticed over the years is that I believe that psychologically there's a difference between competition and competitors. You know, competition to me is two people in the same industry, and I look at them, and I can't tell a difference. So if I can't tell a difference, how do I know who's the best? But competitors are people who are in the same business, but the structure, the design, everything about them, you know, stands a cut above what other people are. And these are the people who create that quality presence that continue to get them noticed. Um, That's exactly right. And and it's something that we always say is um, if someone asks who our competitors are, we always make the statement that they are our indirect competitors because we know why we're different to the other companies that offer a similar service to what we're offering. So they're our indirect competitors. You know, we know the benefits that we can provide to our clients and, and why we are indeed different. Well, I think you I think you just use the word and when you put another word with it, I think it just creates strength. And that is the concept of here are the benefits that we can bring you. And these benefits will create this value. And that word value is an underused concept. You know, when you were talking about that, they seem to talk too much about their self. Yeah. You know, uh, I, I don't I don't in some ways, I don't care about who you are. I want to know what you can bring me. How are we going to create a partnership where we share that common purpose, that common agenda, that common commitment? So we're working on the same page. That's exactly right. And what about this aspect that they don't train their people? I find this over the years. People send their people to, uh, you know, to training, but then when they come back, they never hold them responsible to use what they've been trained to do. Yeah, well, that's a major flaw in, in business these days is there's no level of accountability. So there must be accountability in everything. They need to measure performance, productivity, but they also need to measure, you know, the way that their team are communicating with clients and potential clients and, you know, all the um, inquiry that comes into the office, where does that go? And one of the things that I get businesses to consider is every time that phone rings in the office or every time they receive an email, that hasn't just happened. They've invested thousands or, or tens of thousands of dollars into making that phone ring or, you know, uh, getting that person to send an email. So why waste that opportunity by not training your team? Then would you say that in some respects, marketing is painting a picture in the minds of your customers of who you are and what you can bring to the table? That's exactly right. You know, they need to have 
a vision that is your vision for how you can, you know, enrich their lives or or, or make, uh, you know, what they're wanting easier um, and more cost-effective, you know, rather than, you know, as we said before, businesses seem to shout out how good they are but fail to paint in the uh, potential client's mind how good it is going to be for that client to, you know, deal with your business and how much easier you're going to make their life or, or um, you know, cost-effective. Well, one of the things I also believe is that before you can build a relationship with a customer, you got to find the avenue of connection. Because if there's not that avenue of connection where we have that common purpose, common agenda, and common commitment, then the relationship will never be developed. That's absolutely true. And uh, to me, that is one of the critical things that is missing. But it goes back to what you talk about. Uh, we spend too much time marketing self. Uh, you know, too much time talking about who they are and then not training our people. Yes, well, you know, the the owner of the business may feel that they connect with their consumers, but when they've got a team working under them, it's the team that are, are there, they're the face of the business, and they're the ones that need to connect with the clients when they do make that inquiry into the office, and quite often that's not happening. So it really is a waste of marketing dollars, but... More importantly, when that consumer contacts your your business um, and they don't get the service or respect that they thought they would receive, you are sustaining brand and reputation damage. Um, so, you know, that is also costing your business a lot of money in lost business. Yeah. And this, you know, when you start thinking about just what you've said, this is so critically important in understanding not only that we need to market, but what marketing is. And so we're going to take a break. When we come back from the break, I had asked Joanne uh, to give me an overview of her concept of marketing. And in doing that, she gave me 10 words. So when we come back, I want us to start going through these 10 words that she has, uh, she has given us. So you stay right there. And we're going to be right back and with our guest, Joanne Oliveri, um, an Aussie from Brisbane, Australia, who's joined us today to help us understand the concept of marketing. So stay there, and we'll be right back. Hello, my name is Gary Gunn, and I've been uh, listening to Richard every morning probably for about six months now. And he's my partner, and he puts the soul back into my life every day. And if you're not taking the morning minute, you sure need to do it. It starts my day every day. I look forward to it, and I recommend it highly for anybody that doesn't have it. You should have it. Sometimes I just kind of think about what it says, and then I realize it really does have something to do with my life every morning of every day. We love the morning minute. It's just a blessing to our lives to be able to give us a great thought to hang on to all day long. Just the morning minute for us, it just kind of sets the day for us. That's where we really like it. The Richard Flint Morning Minute in your email inbox every single morning. You can try it for 21 days absolutely free. The Richard Flint Morning Minute could make your day. Call toll-free 1-800-368-8255 or go to www.richardflint.com and get the Morning Minute. A Star Maker. 
magic moment. How challenging is it to maintain focus? Unbelievable for me. Why has it been challenging, Brian? I think a lot of things from the past want to have their voice, have their way, say it can't be. And when the goal and the vision is high and you haven't seen it, you haven't tasted it, haven't touched it, there's a war there. And in your case with your personality, ever make you overanalyze things? (laughs) Uh, I guess you want me to be truthful. July 17th through the 19th at the incredible PGA National Resort and Spa in beautiful Palm Beach Gardens, Florida. But remember, there's a limited number of registrations, so do it now. Sign up at www.richardflint.com or call 1-800-368-8255 and ask for Denise. Come join the fam. Star Maker 2015. Hey, welcome back to The Power to Be. Uh, I'm talking today with Joanne Oliveri, and we're talking about marketing. And when Joanne and I first started talking about doing this show together, uh, I asked her, give me your overview of your concept of marketing. And she responded to me with 10 words. And Joanne, just go over the 10 words and then just talk about them. Sure. Those 10 words, in no particular order, are what I call, um, you know, when you want to outshine when you're doing marketing, and that is to design, define, align, refine, assign, online, offline, and inline, production line, grapevine, bottom line, and finally... Gold mine. I tell you, I listen to you read those, and I, I get, I get, you know, overwhelmed with the words because, uh, but they're all true. So let's go through these, okay? Uh, so that we can learn how to outshine. I like that concept. It's not about being better than your competitors. Uh, it's being able to, like what you said, create a visibility. Because marketing to me is about visibility that outshines those who share a common business with you. So what is it about design? Okay, design is to um, understand and connect with your culture, uh, with your service or product, and what I call K-pods, and your K-pods are your key points of difference. Um, It's to design who your target market is, and so that you know what your brand and your image and your reputation will be. So you need to sit down and design everything about what your business and marketing is going to be, what your objectives are, what your outcomes, and, you know, ultimately, is the marketing going to achieve the targets that you've set for your company, either in the, you know, the short term and the long term. So, you know, what you do today affects your outcomes from tomorrow as well. And you need to keep all of that in mind. A lot of people will have an opportunity that will present in front of them to do some marketing and they jump on board with it without putting any, uh, you know, uh, real decision-making or purpose behind it. So it's all about stepping back 
and designing everything about your business. So are you are you saying then that uh, in this design, first of all, I need to know who we are? Absolutely. And then second, I need to know what our strengths are because sometimes if we don't know our strengths, then we go after the wrong the wrong customers? Yes. You know, um, there are a lot of companies that find that they're just receiving the wrong inquiries from their marketing. And also what we find is that a lot of companies, we spoke about this before, they're marketing why they're better because what they're trying to do is is out-market their competitors when what they should be doing is talking about themselves. So connect about connect with themselves. I mean, we are aware of our competitors, but we know who we are. So our marketing actually comes from a place of of knowing. It's you know, it's our soul, it's our personality, it's, it's that culture behind our business. So our marketing is all about you know, us and the service that we can provide to our consumers and, and how we can make, you know, their business better. And, and um, so, you know, when you're designing your business, make it about you, not your competitors, and how you're going to connect with your clients, you know, through that marketing design. I think that is a powerful thought because... Sometimes what happens, we try to be like everybody else, and in doing that, we give up the strength of who we are. Exactly. Yeah. What about define? Well, defining is defining your brand. It's really sitting down and, you know, going through an exercise where you know what your brand is. For example, you know, our name is Irrevolution. Well, Irrevolution is my surname backwards. It's Oliveri backwards. <laughs> and yes, it's it's all about, you know, us connecting with us and the revolution is all about me wanting to create a revolution within the industry that I work in. Um, and then from that, we defined everything about, you know, our brand, our service, our, our reputation, our culture. It's clear definition. So we know when we go out there that uh, it is all about us and our difference to the consumer. Um, again, we're separating ourselves from anyone who is indirectly our competitor. Um, yes, they've got a business, but we are who we are and we know the difference because we've defined the difference that we can offer uh, to our consumers and, and you know how it's going to improve their business or, or their life or, you know, whatever your service or product might be. So it's having that clear, clear definition. And then, again, by having that clear definition, everything you do comes from a place of knowledge. You know, you're very confident um, and, and also, to a degree, um, you know, proud of who you are and, and what you can offer your um, clients um, by, you know, knowing who you are and, and what you do. Yeah. So it's about being having a clear definition of who you are and defining yourself in your uniqueness, not defining yourself through competition. Exactly. Wow. How about align? Aligning is where you now, you know, you know who you are and what you're offering. But now you need to align with your target market because what we see a lot of companies do is have what I call like a scattergun approach where they just shoot out all these pallets 
and hope that their marketing will touch, you know, some potential client. Whereas you need to really target who your clients are because your service or product might not suit everyone. So we know with our brand that the, um, our target group is the business owners of a property management business. It's not so much property managers, it's the business owners. So we need to now speak the language that they speak. So, um, you know, in your definition of your brand, you do find out through that who your target market is. And now it's really time to align yourself with that target market, know everything about them, um, you know, uh, start to get an intimate knowledge of your target market. So does this mean you need to find your niche? Absolutely. There's no point in being in business if you don't have a niche. If you're just there for everyone, you will never truly be successful. Yeah, it's what I heard. What I've heard called the spaghetti theory. You just start throwing it against the wall until it sticks with somebody. Yeah. And, but you can waste a lot of time and a lot of money doing that. Absolutely. Well, spaghetti doesn't stick. I'm Italian. It just slides down the wall. So. <laughs> Yeah, and that there's a lot of frustration as you watch it slide down the wall. Exactly. Yeah. What about refine? Well, now, refining is about refining your market to attract your target market or target audience. So have a look at, um, you know, uh, the language that you might need to use that will speak their language, the colors that might attract them, the, the sort of um, statistics that might, you know, get their attention. It's all about, you know, using everything that you need to do in order to truly connect with your target market or your target organ, or audience. So, you know, refining all of the different statistics and data that you can collate on your target market or audience and refining it so that it now aligns with your brand and your service that you're offering them. So no shotgun approach. Definitely not, and no spaghetti thrown at the wall. Wow, we've just taken away two things that most people do to define their marketing. Mm-hmm. But this, so far, this really comes down to knowing yourself and knowing your customer. Absolutely. And that's where it all comes in the beginning with your designing. You know, when you sit down and really work on that, and it's not an exercise that you do in, you know, half an hour. This can take a few weeks. But once you've done it, you've done it. So a lot of investment in time needs to go into, you know, all of this pre-planning. And if I have a staff, is this something I do with my staff? Uh, most definitely, uh, you know, it's always good to to listen to their ideas um, and especially if they're the ones who are connecting with the consumers. They've got a lot of data and information um, about what the consumers or youth potential clients are looking for, what they're asking, uh, what they're um, perceiving as their need. Um, so it is definitely good to brainstorm this, not just with your staff, but with professionals as well who have got ideas and, you know, and different industries. And that's something that I did is I took myself off on a journey 
to understand how different industries did things. And, and one of the, the greatest things I ever did was go to Disney World and do some training at the Disney Institute because um, Disney is one of the best corporations in the world. And what I discovered from Disney is nothing happened by chance. Everything was done, you know, um, by design. And uh, Disney, still to this day, they're always collecting the data on the clients or, or you know, guests that visit their parks and, and cinemas and um, you know, shops around the world. They're always doing different surveys and collecting the data so that they've always got that connection uh, with their target audience and target market. And that's something that we need to do in business as well. So whilst we do this plan in the beginning, I mean, all good businesses are always looking at their plan every year to make sure that they're still connected with their target audience. Joanne, does this mean that in many ways I got to put my ego aside? Definitely. Yes. Egos can damage marketing. You know, that's when it all becomes about me, 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 and not you, you, you. And uh, I was just recently working with someone who was designing their website, and their landing page was a photograph of themselves uh, with everything that they had done and, and why that was so important. And they really couldn't see that, you know, they were not going to connect with the person who visited their page by having this big photograph of themselves and why they were so good. Um, so, <laughs> yeah. So it, was like, to, it was like a shrine. Uh, it was like a shrine. Um, so I hope he's starting to listen to the advice that's been given to him. And, you know, his landing page should be all about what benefits the consumer are going to receive by, you know, visiting more of, um, you know, his pages on his website. So you've got to make your marketing about the consumer, connect with them, engage them, and, you know, get them to investigate further. Well, so it's not as much about selling yourself as it is sharing your value. Absolutely. I tell you, that's a, that's a huge thing because a lot of the marketing pieces you look at, it's about selling yourself. Yes. And you know what? Uh, I don't want to buy you. I want to be able to invest in what you're going to do for me to help Ab- me. Absolutely. And if you look at, you know, all the old-fashioned, you know, the advertisements from yesteryear from the old car yards where it used to be, the owner of the um, car sales firm standing there shouting about how good he was and how successful he was. Those advertisements have gone now. The car industry has seen that it's all about the vehicles that they're offering for sale and the luxury and comfort and benefits that you gain from the vehicles. It's not about the, the actual car yard anymore. It's about the product that they're selling. Um, and, and the car industry is doing that very well. Yeah, and they've what they've done is they've changed their entire image. Absolutely, because the images uh, because what they're doing now is everything is about the value of the automobile you're going to invest in. Exactly, and, it, and it's about the experience that the driver of that vehicle or anyone who you know gets to ride in that vehicle will feel. So. 
you know, one of the key um, ingredients of marketing now is the experience that your consumer will receive from using your product or service. Okay. And, and just in a, in a brief minute, uh, define for me the experience that your customer is going to receive. Well, the experience is, you know, how it makes them feel. It will make them feel great. It will make them feel, you know, if they're driving, for instance, a a great car, it will make them feel like they're the king of the road um, because they're in this beautiful vehicle. It might not be the most expensive vehicle in the world, but for them, it just makes them feel great. Um, it's, It's the experience they feel if they're connecting with your office that, you know, they feel important. Um, so it's all about them. And in today's marketplace, uh, the end product of the consumer, you know, having that great experience is really what it's all about. Um, and consumers and clients, they know what they want to feel. Um, and, you know, certainly we, we live in such a busy life that people don't have time to, you know... Um, waste their time on on um, advertising that doesn't really speak to them and make them feel like they're going to get a great experience from using that product or service. So if we stay with the car analogy, it's like putting the customer in the front seat and the representative in the back seat. Oh, that's perfect. That's exactly right. Because if the if the representative is in the front seat, then they can overshadow the customer. And it's always the customer has to be the star. Absolutely. Hmm. It's, it's like uh, it's in your world and in my world that we are supporting cast. That's exactly right. Wow. Well, we've talked about design. I'm going to say these slowly so I don't t- tangle my tongue. Uh, We've talked about design, define, align, and refine. So we're going to go to a break, and when we come back from the break, uh, we're going to pick up with the rest of these uh, as Joanne shares with us her overview or her concept of marketing because marketing is a key. When it's done right, when it's done wrong, it becomes a self-destructive process. So we want to make sure that we understand the power in marketing and in the right process, we unleash not only our value, but we enhance the value of the customer. Stay right there. Don't go anywhere. We're going to be right back. Think about it. You can't argue with it, can't dispute it, can't ignore it. You know it's absolute truth, and it applies to every person living on the planet. And to make it official, now there's a book about it. Behavior Never Lies. Written by the grassroots expert on human behavior himself. His name is Richard Flint. In this book, Richard gives you his insight into why this number one Flint philosophy is so important for all of us to understand. It's the book that won't let you off the hook. Because what Richard's saying is that if your words don't match your behavior... Sorry, you're out of the game. Behavior never lies. Listen, if you're brave enough, get the book and read it. Go to richardflint.com, or we really recommend you give Denise a call at 1-800-368-8255. Oh, and just for your information, if you really don't like to read that much, ask Denise about the audio excerpt version on Flash Drive. Behavior never lies. 
Isn't it about time you invited Richard Flint into your life? Want to know a secret? The Richard Flint Morning Minute in your email inbox every morning is the perfect way to start your day. And listen to this. You can try it for 21 days absolutely free. The Richard Flint Morning Minute (laughs) could make your day. Call toll-free 1-800-368-8255 or go to www.richardflint.com and get the Morning Minute. Hey, want to know another secret? It just takes a minute to get Richard Flint's Morning Minute. Go to www.richardflint.com, then to the Resources drop-down menu at the top, and click on Get the Morning Minute. Oh, and by the way, you can enjoy the first 21 days of Richard's Morning Minute absolutely free. But uh, don't tell anybody I told you so. Hey, welcome back uh, to this hour of The Power to Be. And we're talking about marketing. And my guest is Joan Oliveri from Brisbane, Australia, uh, one of the brightest people I know in marketing. And uh, Joanne, we got about 14 minutes left. So let's get through our list. Um, we've talked about design, define, align, and refine. Now assign. Yes. So now it's time to assign your marketing to the various avenues that you have. And when we look at you know the avenues that we have today, it's quite mind-boggling to see uh, you know everywhere where we can market um, our service or product. Some of these avenues are things like social media. So you've got Facebook and LinkedIn and YouTube and, and Twitter and, and all sorts of uh, things there. Uh, you have blogging, which is very powerful, seminars, uh, webinars, magazines, radio, uh, the collateral that you use in your business, your vehicles, teams, uniforms, and even your greetings uh, for when your client contacts your office either by phone or email or, or walking through the door. So you've got a lot of areas that you need to look at uh, where you need to assign your marketing to. Um, you know, blogging, a lot of companies will do blogging, um, but they really don't know what their message needs to be in blogging. So design the blogs that you want to do. Uh, design the sort of messages that you want to uh, put into social media because Facebook and LinkedIn and YouTube are very powerful outlets for you, but it all needs to be planned um, and assigned the right form of marketing to these different areas. What about offline, online, inline? <laughs> okay, so online, offline and inline. I actually heard that at a conference once and I thought it was really powerful. So you need to ensure that your marketing strategies covers all avenues, but they also remain in line with your message because sometimes the message that you're giving online is not the same as what you're giving offline. So uh, your messages are actually out of line, (laughs) so they need to be in line the whole time. So be very, very careful with, um, you know, the messages that are going out there and, and who's doing those messages. Because we do see some businesses where they've got a like a younger team who might be managing the social networking side of their business and their message is very, very different 
to the message that they're um, portraying in their magazines or or um, you know articles that they're writing. So you've got to be very very careful that it's all in line with each other. Because inconsistency can kill what you're trying to do. Inconsistency is like a brick wall. It just stops all your marketing flat. Um, you know, people don't know what your message is then. They don't know who your target market is. Um, so, you know, you just won't generate the inquiries or the sort of inquiries that you want. So consistency is one of the key components of a successful business. One of the things, uh, Joanne, I've seen, because I was working with a company recently where there's a great age variance and the, the people on the upper end of the age variance wanted to do what they'd always done. And the younger people coming in had a whole different concept of how to reach people today. And when you put them together, there was really no alignment to what they were doing. They were just fighting with each other about how to market the organization. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you see this a lot with the, you know the what they call the Gen Ys and and the baby boomers who are out of touch with each other. Um, and so that actually comes through in the marketing and, and even the message when you actually contact that particular business, you're getting different messages. So that's why it's really important that, you know, you sit down at, at, at the start of, uh, you know, designing your business and really know who you are and what you're offering. What about production line? Well, this is an area where, you know, a lot of businesses just fail um, and the production line is your team and marketing is useless and a waste of money if you fail to ensure you have a process to capture client inquiry and engage the client by ensuring that they feel welcome. Um, So, you know, there is no point in investing in all of this marketing if you haven't trained your team to then, you know, capture that client and make them feel very special and um, you know, have this feeling of gratefulness. I always believe that you need to have an attitude of gratitude, that you need to be, you know, fully sincere in welcoming that client and thanking them for taking the time to contact um, your business um, and, you know, make sure that your team know how to look after that client. We talked about experience before. That experience, when they first contact your office, needs to be one of feeling great about contacting your office, feeling welcome, and feeling like, you know, they want to do business with your um, business. And Grapevine? Grapevine is where a lot of companies just fail to forget about the power of referral and recommendation. So that is, you know, the most cost-effective way of marketing and that's looking after all of your clients. Um, you know, if they've had a great experience, they're the ones who will recommend your services. They will refer clients to you. And they're the ones that provide the real, the, the true credibility for your business and the service or product you offer because it's, it's from a third person. So the credibility is not something that you're talking about in, in marketing. It comes from someone who's actually used your service and, and felt good about, um, you know, um, using your services or your product. 
Yeah, and it's really because I find a lot of companies don't understand the power of repeat business as it's there to keep re, uh, to create referral business. But if you get the referral business and you don't treat it with respect, you also lose the re, the person who made the recommendation in the first place. And so, repeat and referral business uh, to me are just a a powerful continuation of growing a business. Absolutely, I actually presented at a conference here in Toronto yesterday and it was all about growth through retention. Um, and if you've got retention of business, you then achieve repeat referral and recommendation. Um, it also means that, you know, people will respect your business and that you'll have a great reputation and that people found it a rewarding experience by dealing with your business. So the easiest way to market is through retention of business um, and that's where a lot of companies just simply fail and you know waste a lot of money on looking for new clients instead of looking after their current clients who will bring in business for them. One of the things I've learned is most people don't understand reputation. Reputation is what I feel about you after I've done business with you. Not while I'm doing business with you, but reputation is what I feel after I've done business with you. Exactly. It's that lingering feeling. It's, you know, like after you've had a meal, you've either got this feeling of great taste or this, you know, feeling of sour, bitter taste. And and that's what reputation is exactly. Yeah. What about bottom line? Well, the bottom line is um, to watch your marketing budget and to measure the success of your return on investment into the various avenues of marketing. Because what I see is a lot of companies just throw these dollars at marketing and never have the capacity or the means to measure, you know, what they achieved by doing that marketing. Um, they might do some form of marketing because it's fashionable or trendy and, and it's really doing nothing for their business. So uh, you've got to watch that bottom line because you've got to get a return on investment into every form of marketing that you do. And then, um, I like this one, gold mine. Ah, the gold mine. Yes. This is um, your database of current clients and prospective clients. And they are truly your best source of business growth. You've gained the client's details, and that's why it's so important to have that production line that we talked about before so that you capture the client's details when they make an inquiry with your office and if they don't choose to do business with you there and then, you've got their details so you can continue marketing to those clients. So your goldmine is your database of current and prospective clients and what a lot of businesses fail to do is actually mine those clients. You know, you've got to keep mining them. You've got to keep giving them, uh, you know, information and um, and um, statistics and 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 everything that they need to know, so that they will start to see that your business or your product or your service is the best business for them to deal with. Um, it's it's providing them with information. It's what I call in um, offices. Uh, we have a series of prospecting that we go through and we actually categorize all the different clients and prospect to them in the way that those clients need to be prospected to. So, you know, we sort of like have a little bit of a game in the offices 
where they're miners and uh, they're prospecting their gold mine all the time so that they can eventually dig up the gold. You know, one of the things I find interesting in a lot of companies, true with a lot of salespeople, you know, they go out there and they get a no. And they take the no as never. That's right. So what they do is they just mark that person off their list. And and they never go back. And then all of a sudden they hear one day about this customer making a uh, a purchase from a competitor. And they get really upset. But it's it's the old concept that if you're out of you know out of sight, you're out of mind. And if if people just realize that no simply says not at this time. Yes, so, that's exactly right. So it's continuing to build that connection so you can create the relationship. Absolutely. And in in building that connection, what they also uh, need to do is make sure that they're providing information relevant information to that client because what we see a lot of companies make you know fatal errors with in prospecting is they're continually telling that person why they're so good um, and why they should be dealing with them whereas what they should be doing is providing them with valuable information so that they will see that that particular company and the person that's representing that company um, can provide value to the client. Okay, if you could give our listening audience one major gold nugget to hang on to, what would it be? Okay, um, I would say connect with your purpose, uh, your passion, your vision and values. And from there, you will inject your own soul and personality into your product or service. And from this, I believe that you'll have the platform to create a business and marketing by design. Um, and your true value will outshine and shine through. Um, you, it will outshine your perceived competitors and you're going to shine. And, and, and that's what your clients will connect with. It's all about you being true to yourself and, and knowing you know, what you're going to offer your clients. Joanne, if our listeners had a question or wanted to, you know, check something with you, how would they reach you? Um, Probably the easiest way is through my email. And that email is joe at irrevolution.com. Now, do you want me to spell irrevolution? I think you better. (laughs) Okay. A revolution is I for igloo, R for rabbit, E for egg, B for value, I for igloo, L for love, O for orange, U for umbrella, T for true, I for igloo, O for orange, and N for November dot com. <laughs> Listen, I can't thank you enough for uh, spending this time with us today. I think you can see why I invited her to talk to us about marketing. Uh, and I thank you for joining us today for this hour of the power to be. And I want to invite you to comments or questions, send them to me. Uh, solutions at richardflint.com. And next week, We're going to talk about one of those words that I think probably most of you don't struggle with. But for the few of you, we're going to talk about it. And that word is patience. 
because I think most people struggle with patience. Now, just a little thought to you. If there would ever be an opportunity that I could do a program for you or your organization, know that I would be honored. And again, um, just send a request or for information to solutions at richardflint.com. So until we get together next Thursday, put these three words in your head and let them just lay there and germinate. Behavior never lies. Any questions? Call our people at Richard Flint Productions, 1-800-368-8255, 1-800-368-8255, or visit us at www.richardflint.com. And thanks for listening. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.